Hi, my name is Ben Atkinson, and welcome to Season 3 of the Functional Health Podcast. I'm trained in both biomedical science and nutrition, and I firmly believe that holistic and functional approach to health is fundamental to our well-being. I interview some of the leading voices in nutrition and lifestyle medicine, from practitioners to professors and everyone in between. With this podcast, I will share with you their stories, their expertise, and their advice, shedding light on the industry from each of their perspectives and providing you with simple tips and tricks to help improve your health from today. This week, I'm delighted to share with you my conversation with Dr. Christy Lewis. Christy is an NHS GP and a private health and life coach, specializing in stress, anxiety, and burnout. And in my opinion, she's a great person to speak to in this current crisis. So, without further ado, Christy, welcome to the show. Hi, Ben. Thank you for having me on. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for coming. You know, I was actually reminiscing of the first time we met. I think it was in like a church hall in London with the Lifestyle Doctors. It was one of the Lifestyle Doctors event with oh, yes, Daryl Edwards. And you were doing one of the um, kind of workshops, the, the physical health workshops. That's right. Oh, that was such a lovely event, wasn't it? It was so cosy and all the uh, all the locals came. Oh, it was so, so nice. Yeah, it was really, really intimate. It was great. Mm. It was really, really it good. Was. Very different to, to this scenario now where we're all trapped indoors most of the very time. Very different. <laughs> very different. I know that whole community spirit is, is, is very different at the moment. It's all very virtual, but it's, it's different. Yeah, yeah. And there, there, are, there are some pros and cons to it, I guess, which we're going to get into today. Definitely. First thing that I wanted to touch upon, though, and it's something I've never actually asked you, is that your background, because you're a conventionally trained GP, um, yeah. But you have a background in kind of physiotherapy and acupuncture. So I was interested in like what interested you you in that in particular and how has that influenced your practice now? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. And I sometimes almost forget this sort of journey that I've been on, but it's hugely relevant actually, because when I first um, came out of school, I was a bit of a science geek. And uh, so I, I knew I was going to sort of be within the healthcare profession because I love science, particularly biology, love the human body. And, and I've always been quite a caring person, I guess. And so mm. I've always been in a caring profession. And funnily enough, everybody in my school was going into medicine. And I thought to myself, do you know what? I don't want to do the same as everyone else. Um, but uh, essentially, I just decided that I really wanted to be a bit more hands on with people. And um, physiotherapy was uh, really, it really interested me. And because I, I loved exercise, I was a ballet dancer from a very young age. And I think I was just really interested in how the body worked. Mm -hmm. And physiotherapy um, was just so fascinating. So I decided to, um, to do a physiotherapy degree. And, um, and I also, when I qualified as a physiotherapist, I, I learned how to do acupuncture because it works really beautifully with, with um, physiotherapy because if someone comes in with pain um, or a, a joint problem, for example, um, acupuncture is amazing at helping um, pain relief um, alongside the other modalities that you use. Mm. And, and so I, I really, really enjoyed that. But there, there was always a, something inside me saying, what else can you do? What more can you do? And I just always felt like I, I always say I wanted to do more, but I, I feel guilty for saying that because physiotherapy is an incredible 
incredible job or career to be in. Um, but I always was so interested when I was working in the hospitals um, with what the doctors were doing. And I was always wanting to find out more. And so I eventually decided um, after a couple of years of being a physiotherapist that I was, I really wanted to challenge myself more. And so I decided to um, study medicine and then and I think actually being a physiotherapist really, really was a huge advantage for me because I'd already been communicating with patients on a, a daily basis and had really introduced me to healthcare or the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. So I became a doctor. It was it was really a lovely transition. And so and as a GP now, um, you know, I, I feel like I have a bit of an advantage because if someone comes in with neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, I feel that it's, it was almost second nature to me to, uh, to be able to treat it. So it's just a really lovely um, extra tool in my toolbox, really, as a GP. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you can imagine that kind of holistic approach. It really, truly is holistic. You know, rather yes. than, I guess, if someone comes in with a pain, you can actually look at the physical symptoms and maybe offer them some exercises rather than just yeah. a medication, for example. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. And now you've kind of, you seem to be more focusing on not only physical wellness, but mental wellness. Has this yeah. always been a passion of yours? It really has. Um, I, my dad's a psychologist, actually. And so I think I've always been interested in, in mental health from a young age. And he's always been someone who's encouraged me to talk. So if I've ever had a problem, maybe a, a breakup, for example, you know, mm -hmm. he's asked me to, or he's always, always shared with me, um, his his tips and, and try to get me to really open up and, and kind of mind map all, all my thoughts. And so I've always been really interested in the mind. And having been through quite a lot of stress and burnout before in my, in a, you know, a couple of years ago, I realized how important it is to look after your mental health. And so I think naturally that's just been a, a bit of a journey that I've taken myself and that's something that I just I really really enjoy helping people with because you know stress anxiety burnout um, any mental health problem is is huge and I see it in many of my patients I would say the majority of my patients as a GP mm -hmm. so I, I really do feel passionate about helping people with their mental health yeah I mean stress is one of those things I think it affects everyone at some point in their life um, and it obviously affects everyone very differently. I think a small amount of stress is, is good in a sense. I use yeah. it as kind of motivation, if you will. I, I kind of like riding that cortisol wave a little bit. Um, Definitely. But if you do it too much, you're absolutely right. It can lead to things like burnout. And that was one of the topics I spoke to with Poonam was yeah. her story with burnout and how, uh, and how she kind of overcame it and the tips that she used as well. One of the one things that you've been doing is... Uh, are your videos on Instagram with the kind of feel better in five, which I've loved. And one thing that you mentioned is how to stay calm during this pandemic. So what yeah. are you doing at the minute, for example, to stay calm during this time? So I'm doing loads and loads of things because, um, you know, this kind of time that we're living in is, is very anxiety provoking, particularly mm -hmm. living in, um, you know, a small space, potentially with a whole family or um, on your own, which can be a huge change. And, and so for me, um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of uh, like meditation and breathing and exercise. So essentially I, I have a routine that's, let's start with um, from the beginning, you know, I, I have a really good routine and I, for me, I like structure. Some people hate structure, but I love having structure. And so I do need to sort of wake up at the same time each morning. 
and and have my little morning routine, which is doing a little bit of stretch. Um, if I don't want to do anything more high intensity, um, or if I do fancy um, doing something more intense, then I'll do like a, my home workouts. And then I'll have uh, you know a shower and, and have a really nice um, breakfast. And I really make that a, a lovely, calm kind of routine for myself. And I, I think that's made a huge difference for me. And I, I don't look at emails, I don't look at my phone, I try and stay away from social media. And that mm. also um, is, is crucial for me. And then, um, then I sort of set my, my day and because uh, I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm working, sometimes I'm doing coaching. So I, I do lots of different things in my week. And, um, and then I, I try and do a bit of meditation every day. Now that's either guided meditation through an app or just sitting on my own and just deep breathing. Because for me, deep breathing and just doing something just calm and quiet with nothing around me is, is so important to just calm the nervous system. And then I also um, I also try and do things that I really enjoy every day as well. So whether that's getting out for a walk, um, or or just even just putting my head out of my little Juliet balcony and just looking <laughs> at the trees and the flowers, um, you know, anything that just brings me a little bit of joy um, just is is amazing. And so I'm just doing things that aren't too overstimulating and just calm and peaceful, and just things that I really enjoy doing. Really. Yeah, I mean, I love the idea of a daily routine. Um, something that I picked up from uh, listening to a podcast with Tim Ferriss, um, he's like an entrepreneur person, and he was um, he was saying that the first thing he does is like make your bed, and I was like, yeah. what? And it was like, well, y- if you make your bed, you've accomplished one thing, even though it's small, um, already the first time that you like as soon as you wake up, um, yeah. and that is like one thing which I've incorporated in my mo- morning routine now, and I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> And even something as simple as getting dressed. I know it sounds so silly, but, you know, when we're locked at home and, you know, we can be so easily just, we could easily just stay in our pajamas or our sort Mm -hmm. of shoes. And actually, I think also just from, just from getting up and having a shower and getting dressed ready for the day, I think that really helps with motivation as well. Do you not think? Yeah, 100%, 100%. And you touched upon a really key point is like doing things that you love. Um, and yeah. I spoke to Rosie Daniel recently, who's another doctor, and she's very interested in kind of the, the emotional element of healing. And she, was t- yeah. tell- she just asked me, she was like, what do you love? And I was like, oh, right. Um, and I had to think about it for a second. And she was like, <laughs> just do- find out what you love and do more of it. And your life yeah. will be better for it. Um, yeah. And it sounds so simple, but it almost needs to be told like someone needs to say it to you I agree I agree I'm, I'm hugely passionate about this because um, I think we we focus on on the negatives a lot as, as human beings you know a, a, we like to share problems and and talk about our woes and it almost kind of brings people together but I actually think that we should be I mean that's great but also I think we should be sharing the, the wins and the gains and the things that we love we love to do and mm-hmm. break that a bit more and I think finding things that bring us happiness is so so key because you know when we are stressed and we are feeling anxious if you do something that makes you feel happy and joyful then naturally it's going to help release those feel-good hormones and and just calm us down so I think it's something so simple but so important absolutely are you finding that a lot of people in your work are, are presenting with anxiety and that they're much more anxious during this time yeah, hugely. People, um, I mean, everybody has an element of anxiety, um, you know, within them, but mm-hmm. people do uh, are really struggling in this time because there's a huge amount of change. And 
the problem is, is that it's unexpected change. You know, I guess we had a little bit of an inkling that something was happening um, when we heard that, you know, there was this pandemic happening around the world. But I think that it was quite a sudden, right, you have to stay indoors, you have to work from home. And I think this unexpected change does naturally cause a huge amount of anxiety and, and stress on people. And particularly because it, well, particularly because it takes us out of control. And being out of control is when we feel that sort of anxious, yeah, that anxiety, really. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it was funny, my, my dad um, read a quote to me, and I think he found it on social media or something. It was by a man named Timber Hawkeye. And it was yeah. brilliant. I'll share it with you now. It says, you can't calm the storm, so stop trying. What you can oh, do is calm yourself and the storm will pass. And I was like, That's that is so relevant to this current situation. Yeah. It really is. Sorry, I inter interrupted you in that. But yeah, I think that's a wonderful quote. I've actually, I think I saw that um, on social media at some point a couple of days ago, and I really resonated with it. Yeah, it's wonderful. Mm. How, how are you finding people are, are kind of coping with this anxiety during this time? Because I feel like some people are trying to block it out or stay busy, but then people, yeah. many people are finding it hard to stay busy as well. I know, and, and different people will cope with change um, in different ways. I guess some people are more proactive and positive about change, and some people are kind of the fear avoidance um, sort of group of people. And I guess it just depends on who you are. And I mean, for anyone out there who's kind of going through the fear avoidance um, change, sort of um, coping mechanism of change, I would say the best thing for people to do is try and acknowledge that the change is happening. And because we need to accept it and we need to sort of take control and kind of face it head on. And um, because I am finding, because I'm doing um, <clears throat> coaching as well. Yes. And that people come to me and, and sort of just at the moment, a lot of people are saying to me, you know, I just feel so out of control. And, and that's where the anxiety is coming from. And so it's just gaining that control back. So that's why I keep to saying in a lot of my Instagram um, stories and, and TV things um, is that, you know, you need to try and, you know, take control of the situation as much as you can and control what you can. And that for me, for me personally, is, is having that routine. And that's why I think sticking to some structure and routine familiarity almost tells your body that everything's okay in amongst the chaos that's happening around you. Um, and so, you know, different people are, are coping in different ways. And I, I just, that's why I hope, you know, by all of us kind of sharing our tips, some people will find things useful and some people, you know, won't, but uh, yeah, people are just coping with it in different ways, I guess. Yeah. Well, when, you, when you say um, controlling what you can, how does that play out in practice? Like, what do you mean so, by that? Yeah. So, Essentially, what's happening at the moment is completely out of our control, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So we need to, to be able to gain back control, we need to control what, what we can control. Mm -hmm. And I guess we can control our day-to-day -day life, can't we? So we can control what's in our, on our, in our day. So if we take one day at a time, we can control what time we get up. We can control what our day looks like. We can set our goals, we can set our intentions, um, we can choose what we eat. So we're gaining, you know, we're, we're taking control of our day. We can't control what's going on around us. We can't control when we're going to be able to leave our home. And we're not going to be able to control, you know, uh, when we go back to work, for example. But we can control each day as it comes. And there's lots of things we can control within our within our day, um, like, like I've just said. And we can control our 
thoughts and we can control our feelings as well. So, you know, it's really important to just, I think, being aware of if you are feeling anxious, what's actually triggering that anxiety and really be in, you know, I always encourage my, my um, coaching clients to write things down because if you acknowledge why you're feeling anxious, then that's a really good starting point. So writing down why, why you think you're anxious and what mm. you're really feeling anxious about and, you know, and really try and dissect, you know, what's triggering you because you can actually be in control of stopping that anxiety. Um, so, so it's, it's just, it's controlling what you can control. And, and that's actually quite a lot. Yeah. And I guess that's just changing your perception of what's happening, right? Because everyone can be given the, the same scenario and act completely differently um, or perceive 100%. it very differently. Um, Hugely. Yeah, it's a really good point. You know, mm-hmm. I think if a lot of people are recognizing this time is uh, is going to be hard on people's mental health. I think one thing that Prince William um, has been emphasizing in the media recently is the idea of being conscious of your of your mental health. And if you are feeling down to reach out to someone or family and friends, yeah. I mean, something yeah. which I find hugely um, beneficial, although still a bit weird, is doing like virtual coffee in yeah. tea with friends over WhatsApp or <laughs> Skype. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it is different isn't it <laughs> yeah I don't know if you've found uh found the same I think it's good but but it is hard to get used to it is it is it's very hard and I think we're lucky having grown up in the kind of virtual world but and thankfully actually my parents are actually quite tech savvy but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are just not used to the whole virtual world and social media and 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 for them, they, it might be a little bit trickier. I mean, just picking up the phone, though, and just listening to someone at the other end of the line is is enough, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I oh right. Reaching out to the, your support network around you is so key at this moment in time. You know, checking up on others, but also sharing your problems, because obviously sharing a problem is a problem halved, isn't it? So so I think it's great thing to say. It's just wonderful. It's just lovely to be able to, well, I guess, be grateful for the support network you have. Yeah, and that's another thing, like practicing gratitude I think we can that is something which I find so integral to my daily routine as well even though quite often I say it to myself or write it down three things that I'm grateful for yeah but I feel so much better for it I agree it's just you know when you can be having such a bad day or you could have heard the news and everything's negative but you can always 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 find something you're grateful for and it can be something so so small but as you as you say, three things is sometimes not even enough. I find yeah. it's a really good starting point, isn't it? And and it's just such a wonderful thing to do towards the end of the day. And I try and encourage um, my patients actually to do it with family um, because it's so lovely to be able to actually share what everybody's grateful for. And I think it's a really lovely starting. Uh, well a talking point around the dinner table for example and um, if you do live with other people it's just such a nice positive thing to do and I, it really does make you feel quite warm inside when you share it as well so mm. I love gratitude practice it's amazing isn't it yeah I mean you make such a good point as well when you're saying sharing it with family because quite often I think in a family environment it will be about the person in the room as well or it will you know it will include one of them um, so you can just say, I'm really grateful for my dad or my partner or whoever it is for X. Sharing that experience is, is hugely beneficial. Definitely. Uh, I know one of your big passions is fitness. And I, I've known this for a while mm. since since I met you. Um, but something which is 
continually, I think, a struggle for for people now, even though it might have been in the past, is keeping physically fit. And uh, some people are really struggling to find motivation to stay active. Um, how have you found it? And do you have any tips for listeners or myself? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I've been on a really interesting exercise or fitness journey myself, actually. So, um, you know, if you look through sort of my Instagram feed right from the beginning I used to put up loads and loads of um like workouts and and hit things and because I was just I was almost like obsessed with doing high intensity workouts but what I realized now is that actually impacted negatively on my health for a, a little while because I was quite stressed at the time mm-hmm. and stress on top of high intensity workouts is is never a good thing so um I've, I've actually changed the way I look at fitness a lot actually recently and so I, I have a huge balance in my um, in my week. And so uh, when I'm feeling um, when I'm feeling energetic, I will do something more high intensity. Um, and I, I, I thankfully, wish, gosh, I'm so grateful for everybody who's putting out home workouts and things on on their social media because it's just incredible the the resources we have available yeah. to, that are free. But even if they're not free, it's just it's amazing. And so so what I tend to do is I um, I, I tend to get up and do things in the morning because I'm much more productive in the morning. So for me, I get up and I do my exercise, whether that's a home workout, which is a high intensity exercise, or just doing a nice stretch just to get my body moving. And, uh, or, or I'll, I'll practice yoga or maybe Pilates. And I've, I've thankfully got lots of people um, who have got YouTube videos and, and home workouts on their social media that I follow just for inspiration, because I do find it difficult just to sort of think up things myself. Um, so, so I think if you don't really know what you're doing in terms of exercises it's quite nice to follow somebody um, or follow different um, people and and have variety because I think variety is key you can't do high intensity exercise all the time um, and because it's, it's it's you need you need balance you need a bit of restoration and downtime as well so I think having balance um, in your exercise routine is key and and have rest days as well so don't necessarily do something every day but if if you don't maybe do exercise one day, just maybe get up and do a little bit of a stretch or maybe go for a walk um, outside. And, and so I think it's just getting that variety, as I said, and finding the right time in the day to just get it done. And then I think the main thing is, is you just need to enjoy it because to, to have a habit stick, you're never going to stick to anything if firstly it's not part of your day-to-day routine. Um, and if you're not doing it regularly and if you don't enjoy it, it's never going to stick. So my three top tips really for a habit to stick is to enjoy it, is to make sure it fits into your day-to-day life as easily as possible. Mm-hmm. So it's not much of a struggle and, um, and that you do it re- regularly because um, the body likes repetition. <laughs> so, so what? those are great tips, but what do you do for people who say they haven't found an exercise that they enjoy yet? So I, I guess what I try and do is break it down because I think what people, um, a lot of people struggle with is, is the fact that exercise equals either going to the gym or, um, or like an hour's exercise routine. But actually, it doesn't need to be that way. You know, exercise is just literally moving the body. And so it can be fun. You know, Daryl Edwards, for example, um, who I had on the podcast before, you know, he, he's trying to encourage people to just play to play out play outdoors and so just being creative is 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 what you need to do and you know I've I've done a few videos on just exercises you can do in your kitchen or your bathroom or your living room and and it's just breaking it down so when the kettle's boiling do 10 squats or um you know jogging on the spot or some press-ups against the kitchen work surface for example 
or when an advert break comes on on the TV, do some um, star jumps. You know, it's it's just being creative sometimes. And I guess it's just figuring out there's so much movement out there that you will find something that you enjoy. You know, be creative, um, skipping, you know, playing with your kids, um, you know, anything that you just find joyful, really. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's just being creative I think as well yeah I completely agree I'm trying to be as creative as humanly possible and one thing mm. I try and incorporate although my mum and dad like because I'm in my family home right now um mm. they um they're, they're looking at me a little bit strange it's like walking around bear crawling everywhere Amazing. Um, <laughs> that, that's Daryl's influence that it's his, it's his fault but um yeah it's great I haven't mastered it yet but I'm getting there Oh, it's hard, isn't it? It's actually really <laughs> hard. You know, just, I mean, yeah, those animal moves are fun. And, you know, just dancing, put some music on and dance. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, dance like nobody's watching. That's what I love. You know, just dance. You know, you can't not enjoy having a good dance on your own and, and putting some fun music on. You know, that's movement. That's exercise. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, something which um you mentioned as well on your Instagram account, and it's something which I think a lot of, of people are experiencing now, is like keeping their mind active in this time, because a lot of people have been furloughed, or they're not working because their company's closed. And many people that I speak to that have some level of anxiety in the current situation are primarily the people that are not working and have time to kind of think about it potentially too much, overthink the situation. Have you found this to be the case with your patients or people that you speak to? Yeah, hugely. And and it is really, really difficult because I think when people wake up and don't know what to do with their day, it's mm, that's it. really anxiety provoking, isn't it? And I think what I try and encourage people to do is, as, as I've said before, is, is have that routine. So have your morning routine, whatever you have to do because it's something you can wake up and look forward to at least. So that's a, a maybe an hour of your day that you can actually look forward to, um, whether that's doing exercise or meditation or making a lovely breakfast or stretching, you know, just have that lovely morning routine. And then I would always encourage people to set an intentional set goals for your day. So that can be tiny or, or big, you know, so obviously if you're not working, then think of maybe things that you need to do around the house, like, tidying cupboards I know it might sound boring but I find that quite enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> strangely enough um or you know cleaning or doing that really annoying thing like descaling the kettle or something that you haven't done in years that you need to do or um you know be creative again um is there a new skill that you could could learn maybe a new language or learn to knit <laughs> I don't know why I said that but it just came to me um or, you know, even um, go, get, go online and find some online courses because there's so many incredible online courses at the moment that you can, you can learn. You can learn mindfulness. You can um, learn all sorts of different things. And then I guess also just keep trying to, I, I would definitely say um, have, it, have that sort of structure. So wake up and have your morning routine and then set your goals and just work through your goals and make them creative and fun or whatever you want to achieve. Um, have your, you know, your, your break. So your, your lunch break or your evening break, but make sure that you do have uh, like a time where you clock off from your either work or goals that you're doing mm -hmm. and have your, so whatever your evening looks like so maybe that's cooking or baking or you know whatever it is um and and having you know time maybe watching television or 
you know, having a bath and um, just try and have those distinct times in your day where you are just then zoning out to get yourself ready for sleep. And then in the middle of the day, you have your kind of working hours, whether you are working or not. And in that time, try and have those things that you're ticking off. Um, yeah, baking, cleaning, sorting, learning, whatever it might be. I just think it's really important to kind of set your goals for that day because um, it gives you a bit of purpose and a bit more structure to your day. Yeah, I really like that. I've actually written it down on a notepad because that is something I, I never do. I have a to-do list always mm. that I write down, which I, I think is both, a, there's pros and cons to doing that because I never tick off everything on a given day. Um, but mm. I think a set of intentions, however small, would be perfect. Oh, good. I'm glad you found it useful because I think I think it is difficult when you just have no structure. And I, I've had that time before. Right? Sometimes I don't listen to my my own <laughs> my own advice, and I wake up and I've got no plans. And it really is anxiety provoking, isn't it? Because you just think to yourself, "What am I going to do?" And and obviously, it's a lot easier when you can go and meet friends or go for a coffee or do something like that. But when you are stuck at home, it's it is actually difficult. So so yeah, I would just really recommend just having some goals and intentions um, that you sort of work through for the day. Mm-hmm. And don't watch Netflix all day. No. Well, if you want to do that, <laughs> perfect. But try not to do it all day. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, something I've been thinking about as well is like I feel there's going to be a real change in work and also work culture after this pandemic is over and you talk about people managing change um, and this is an ever-changing and evolving situation so how could people cope with I guess change in general from a mental health motivation point? Yeah that's it's really tricky isn't it because when because at this moment in time we're kind of getting used to to lockdown aren't we and it's going to take it's probably only coming up to now sort of three weeks in where people are actually used to the routine and getting used to life in lockdown and then suddenly maybe in you know three weeks time we're suddenly going to have to go back to normality so I think it it, is going to be again another change that's going to lose our control you know going to lose control from um from the situation again so I think with any change you've just got to acknowledge it so I think the main thing is that you have to just acknowledge what's actually happening so write it down again I'm I'm a huge advocate for like writing things down so acknowledge what the change is and and how um how I guess it's affecting you and that can be positive or negative but I would try and get people to like encourage you to kind of focus on the positive so at this moment in time I guess you can think well actually this is quite a positive thing being locked down because um, you know I'm slowing down I'm managing to get through that to-do list that I haven't had been able to do for ages but then when you then are able to go out and things go back to normal and we start going back to work and then I guess we need to then think about all those things that we missed and really be grateful for the fact that we can go and see our friends and family and that we are now working. So I think it's really important to acknowledge what's actually changed and and focus on on the things that are, um, that are good, that are, you know, the, the good things that are coming out of it mm. and, and really focus on that. And I think, you know, keep that routine because again, as I said, you know, a lot of people um, find change difficult because we lose control of what we're doing. And I think it's just remembering to try and stay in control of what you can control. So, you know, sticking to that routine, um, you know, still have your morning routine and then go to work, you know, have your routine of work, 
and then come back and have your evening routine and just try and keep that structure for a while so that you your body kind of knows that everything's okay um and i just think it's just being gentle and not putting pressure on yourself as well i think that's key um and not thinking right everything's suddenly changed um because someone's told us that we've had to change um back to normal but actually it's up to us what we do if you want to stay at home for a little bit longer then do that you know just just ease yourself in gently to that that change in environment i guess some great suggestions there so i'm just going to move on to the last three questions i ask everyone that comes on the show and the first one being christy is what is the most impactful health change that you have made in your life and why? I love this question so much, Ben, because I, I think, you know, people can waffle on about all sorts of different things. But, you know, when I thought about that question, and I don't know if, if anyone else has, has done this, but my most impactful health change that I've made in my life is saying no to things. Now, I used to always be a yes person. So I loved packing my week full to the brim with social events, seeing friends, saying yes to, um, you know, meeting up, saying yes to doing things like extra work. You know, I, I always said yes to things and I actually burnt out probably because of that. And so when I started realizing that I needed to slow down, this was a couple of years ago, I, I made a pact to myself to start saying no more. And you know, it has been the biggest game changer in my life. And you know, some people would say, gosh, that's a bit weird. Why would you say no to things? Well, I've actually been quite picky with what I say no to things, I guess. But I, I'm very mindful of taking on too much can actually impact your mental health. And so for me, just being a bit more aware of when I say yes to things um, has allowed me just to kind of slow down and really protect my mental health and just get that better kind of balance in my life. And I think it's it just as long as it's not negatively impacting on somebody else, so it's not letting someone down, um, then I think people can almost respect you for saying no sometimes. And actually, you know, for example, meeting up with somebody, you know, if I say, look, actually this week is really a bad week, uh, a bad week for me, I've got so much going on. Do you mind if maybe we say no and I'll, I'll get back to you and maybe we meet up, um, you know, next weekend. And, and often they are more grateful for that because actually I'm going to be a much nicer person probably and, and less stressed and you're going to have my full on attention for that, you know, ne next time we see each other. So I, I really think for me saying no to things has been a huge game changer. I'll just let you know that no one said that before, and I think that's brilliant. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think it really is. And, and that idea of um, if you say no to things and you can then spend your undivided attention on that person, I think is it's hugely valuable. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been in conversations and meetings before where people are either clock watching or something because they're waiting to get to their next meeting because they've got so much on the, on the table. And to be honest, I've been guilty of that too. So... Yeah. Yeah, I think I just have to check myself. And that's a, I think that's a really powerful thing as well. Thank you, thank you. Um, second question. So how can healthcare become more integrated, I guess, with the kind of modalities that you're, you've outlined around mental health and being conscious of that? Yeah, so for me as a GP and a health and life coach, I guess the... I would love to kind of integrate those two modalities together because as a GP, I do um, tackle mental and physical health hugely, um, well, particularly myself. I'm, I'm sure other GPs do as a, a huge amount as well. Um, but I would love to be able to see 
I would love to be able to see GPs being able to branch out a bit more and almost refer to kind of coaches. Um, and I know Susie um, was on uh, your podcast um, last week and talking about health coaching and how health coaching is just so incredible because it takes the pressure off the GP to help people um, achieve their, their goals like weight loss um, to help reduce their blood pressure or cholesterol. And, um, and it, they have a lot more time with the patient. And so I really agree with her actually, because I really feel like life coaching and health coaching should be become more of, um, I guess, of a modality that we share in the healthcare system, because I think that we need more time with patients and support them more to make these changes in their lives and these lifestyle changes. And I think um, having those sort of coaches around would be just incredible uh, just to offer that more support and nurturing of the patient. Um, and so I would love to just see that happening more, just that integration of coaching um, with, with the, in the NHS with sort of general practice. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's huge. I mean, it's it's not just you that think this way. There's a there's a lot of people out there. Dr. Mark Hyman, who's the chairman of the the functional health faculty in the uh, Cleveland Clinic, Ohio, and then there's Chris Cresser in the U.S. All think that health coaching should be a core part of healthcare, um, and I think a, a lot of people are thinking this way too. Yeah, it's nice. Um, last but not least, um, could you please provide the listeners with three tips to help improve their health? and well-being from today. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure these tips have been mentioned in the in the past um, podcast, but you know, they I I really do think they're quite important. So, firstly, prioritizing your sleep. I know everyone talks about sleep, but honestly for me, sleep is a game changer. And I think sleep is never something that we prioritize because particularly if you've got a fast-paced job, the, the one thing you're thinking about is getting your work done and getting things achieved and it's all about achieving and it's almost as if you know if you sleep you're kind of lazy <laughs> um but actually it is so 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 important um for your physical and mental health you know we need to get at least seven to nine hours of sleep a night and you know if you don't and you know everybody's had a, a night's sleep where you haven't slept well or if you've had kids then that's a, a frequent occurrence <laughs> um and, you know, you just know how you feel. And um, when you're sleep deprived, you know, you, you're, uh, you probably get ill more often, um, your concentration, productivity and focus is rubbish. You know, it's, 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 it's a lot, lot worse than normal. And, you know, your ability to cope with stresses that come at you um, are dreadful. And, and so, um, you know, for me, sleep is so, so key. If I've had a good night's sleep, I wake up and I'm positive. I'm much more productive that day. I'm much more concentrated and focused on what I'm doing. Um, you know, it, it essentially builds your resilience to be able to cope. And um, you know, it supports our immune system. So, you know, I, I think for us, um, sleep is so key for our physical and mental health. So that's my first tip. My second tip is getting the balance right. I think, and I don't mean just in work and life in general, but I, I mean in eating habits and in exercise, because, you know, I learned the hard way of um, not getting the balance right when I was exercising um, and eating, actually. Um, I, I over-exercised and, and just focused on high-intensity exercise, and it, it impacted on my, my um, physical well-being. And so uh, for me, I think getting that balance right in, in your exercise routine is, is key, Having making sure you have downtime, so restorative exercise, like yoga and pilates uh, but also rest days as well also with your eating habits you know i think just making sure that you have 
balance, you know, everything in moderation. We know that anything in excess is not good for you. So, you know, I think uh, just just having balance in your eating habits, but also in your work life balance. You know, for me, I've I've done a huge amount of change in the last couple of years where I've dropped some of my GP days um, because I was finding it very um, pressured and stressful. And I've I've now started becoming a health and life coach. And so I've, I've got a huge uh, I've, my huge um, kind of passion now is to get that work-life balance right. And it's really had a hugely positive impact on my mental health and my physical health. And so I would just really uh, recommend the listeners out there to just have a think about whether they've got their balance right. Because for me, getting balance is, is so, so key. And then my final is, um, it's a funny one, actually. Um, I guess I would like to encourage the listeners to try and focus on finding more joy, happiness and positivity in their life. Because as we were talking about before, I think um, I think we don't we don't focus on this enough, and I, it would just be so nice for everybody to take away, even if it's just this that they take away with them today, um, is just to find something or do something every day that just makes you smile and brings you you joy in your life. Um, because when we do something that brings us joy and makes us feel happy and and is positive, um, you know those feel-good hormones are released, our stress is reduced, our anxiety is reduced, and, you know, it reduces our blood pressure and, you know, improves our mood. And so, although it seems so, so simple, particularly in this time during lockdown, but even when we come out of lockdown, I think just trying to focus on doing something every day that brings you a bit of happiness and joy, I think is is really important. Fantastic. And I love those uh, those tips right there, especially the last one. Um, Thank you. Christy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I really, really enjoyed it. But before you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you and what exciting projects you have coming up? Yeah, of course. Um, thank you, Ben. I've really, really thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. So thank you again. And so I'm on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and, and LinkedIn, although LinkedIn is something I'm, I'm trying to build on. <laughs> um, but I'm at Dr. Christy Lewis. And I have a website for um, my, my health and life coaching that I offer as well. Um, and that's www.christylewis.com. So I love to hear from people. So please message me, pick up the phone, email me, whatever you want to do, because I do love to, to chat. <laughs> and then, and so what am I doing? Exciting projects. So gosh, I've got lots of things in the pipeline. Um, it's difficult to kind of put down exactly what I'm, I'm planning on, but I've, I've got loads of, um, I want to carry on with my Instagram TV. I want to um, really try and access the corporate world. Um, love to help employees um, in sort of big corporate companies uh, manage anxiety and stress and reduce burnout. That's a huge passion of mine. So I really want to try and, uh, you know, access the corporate world really as much as possible and and run events and I also run retreats and you know workshops and and so I'm, I'm just excited to try and plan my my year ahead and 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 do all of those fun things without burning out myself <laughs> yeah absolutely so maybe take some of your own advice this time around <laughs> definitely 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 thank you Ben this is um hugely wonderful massively useful tips i'm definitely taking away a few of them for myself and um, i've thoroughly enjoyed the podcast again and i do hope that we could do this again soon christy super i'd love to thank you Ben. thank you for listening to the functional health podcast you can find links to everything that we talked about today in the show notes 
If you have a second, please consider leaving a five-star rating on iTunes. It really does make a huge difference and helps get this valuable information out and reach more people. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date and know whenever I release a new episode. You can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook or our website and all questions are welcome. As always, thanks to Joss Aurelia for the editing and Alan Harper for his support.